Hey guys, what's up? It's Becca Hayes, and this episode is sponsored by Enaviv Water. And there's a reason why Enaviv is one of my main big sponsors, because I believe in them and they believe in me. There's something to be said when all my friends that come over to my house always fill up their water bottles. <laughs> I had a friend here yesterday, my best friend Blair, you guys have heard her on the, the podcast, and she's like, oh my gosh, I just love this water. I've missed it so much. She can taste the difference. Just knowing that my water is at the highest purification it can go is amazing. I know that my kids aren't drinking chemicals and toxins. I don't know if you guys heard the episode where I actually interviewed Trent. He's the owner of Enaviv. Um, it was episode 30. I'm actually going to play a small clip. I just want you guys to know what is some of the things that he has seen. And this is why he has created this company to bring awareness and to help other families drink safe water. Fluorosilicic acid. It is so acidic that it will burn through concrete. I have pictures, and maybe I can send it to you, you can put it on the podcast. Yeah, I'd love to. It, there's, I have a picture of the actual container in an actual water treatment plant in Draper. I interviewed the water master uh -huh. for like three hours. He took me on a tour of the water treatment plant. And I said, can I get a picture of that little con that warning label? And on the warning label of what's being dripped into our water, warning, do not take internally. Oh my. Fatal if swallowed. Fatal. And they're just dumping it in the water. Supply. They're dripping it slowly into the water. So you guys listen to it. You just heard that small clip, but that is the reason why I wanted them to be my sponsor. I seeked them out. And in return, we made this beautiful partnership. Please have them test your water. They will do it for free. They will come out there and test it for free. Or you can go to their location in Pleasant Grove and get it tested there, which is actually very beautiful. And I'm not just talking about Utah people. They can test anybody's water in the United States. So please give Enavi a call today at 801-993-0080. Or you can go to their website at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. Please tell them that I sent you because I want them to know that they're getting their money's worth, that I am able to send people to them so that they can get their water tested. And then hopefully you guys do take action. And not only will you get hooked up by saying my name, Becca Hayes, uh, you'll receive half off a chemical remover, but you're also going to let them know that they are making the right choice to sponsor this show. So you guys can continue to listen to me run my mouth. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Again, call them at 801-993-0080. Tell them that Becca Hayes sent you. Chemical free is the way to be. everybody, welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes, and today with me, a very, very special guest, Micah mm. Bruin, right? Yes. I, okay, I'm like, I always slaughter people's last names, <laughs> but I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know her last name. Yes, babe, you got it. It has Ooh. been a hot minute since we've seen each other. Yeah. And since we've even, God, since you've been on my podcast, you haven't been on the Becca Hayes Show, though, yet. Not yet. So you're on my old podcast, The Good Girl. Yes. Uh, and that was a fun day. That was when I like first met you, right? Yes, it was so fun. Yeah, that was like, was like two years ago? I don't remember. Yeah. Something like, like that. Mm -hmm. it was like mm. Two years ago. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we, well, since, you know, you haven't been on the Becca Hayes show, so 
Give a brief introduction about yourself, who you are, what you do, what you're about. You're single, right? Yeah, yeah. Sing- sure. Single and hot. <laughs> <You're> so- <laughs> yeah. So I'm a single mom and I have three beautiful kids and I, um, I am in the beauty industry. I do nails. I'm in some network marketing and um, I've just been in a really big shift as of lately as far as spiritual awakening goes which we're going to get into that we will i can't wait that's like going to be the meat of this conversation it's going to be so good i can't wait yeah so and that yeah that's just like the gist of my world lately it's and you have a podcast oh yes and i have a podcast (laughs) hello oh my god (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) yes i have a podcast and i'm on season two Nice. Yes, my second year going into it. It's been incredible. And I, what's it called? Inspired Babes, Let's Chat. And what is like like what what do you guys talk about on that? Like Yeah. How would you how would you describe your podcast? Mm, yeah. So I have I do solo episodes and I also have other people on just like you, you know. Yeah. And we talk about anything and everything relatable to relationships. And I and I also have people on who have been through shit mm-hmm. but have come out on top and because i want people to know that they're not alone yeah and i also want people to feel seen and heard mm-hmm. right and i've noticed as i've had people on there's a form of healing that happens within the guest and in the nice. space that that is created mm-hmm. And also I'm thinking, oh my God, if this, this feeling that I'm getting right here, these listeners are going to feel it. Right. And so it's not so much about what people say, it's embodying who they are mm-hmm. and people can feel that. Cause oh, I think yeah. sometimes people think it's all in the words I and mean, you have to say things, everything's so perfectly, but it's no, are you embodying that? Can people feel that in what you're sharing? Mm-hmm. And when I have, when I'm, when I'm drawn to have my guests on, that's, I'm, I'm looking for that. Are they embodying who they are. I as love a man it. And woman. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Yeah. It's a great podcast. So make sure you check it out, everybody. And it's what Spotify, yep. all the Apple, all those places. Yeah. Yeah. And you were on it. Yes. And I love it. I was. It. It. That was so fun. When, do you remember my number? No. When, okay. But we can look. We can look. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then people can listen. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm on there. But that was a fun conversation. That was, um, just talking about every, I think all the shit that was going on in the world and oh. how like we were affected by it and how to deal with certain things. So I think yeah. so. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was just to wake people up, you yeah. know, bring awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was amazing. All right. Well, let's just get into okay, it. Okay. Let's <laughs> get into the meat. Cause I'm dying over here. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So you, I haven't seen you, like I'm going to hang out with you in probably like what, four months. It's been some time. Um, and I can definitely see the difference since then to now. Yeah. Like there's just something lighter about you, more peaceful, mm-hmm. um, more content. I don't like, I mean, I know why, but I, it's like I can see the difference, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me we talked briefly prior to podcasting that you're going through this spiritual awakening. So would you mind starting from the beginning of when you thought you needed that or, or how you got into the spiritual awakening. Yeah. So can you start from that? Yeah. You know, I think that for me, um, personal growth, personal development, I've been doing it since I was 22, right? And there's a difference between personal growth and spiritual growth, right? And I think for 
like I have been doing it for so long, this, this personal development, I just hit a point where I knew spiritually I had a lot of gifts. I knew I was very intuitive and I was empathic and, um, I could see things and, and feel things. Um, but I also know that from a child, from my childhood, because of the gifts, um, I was medicated a lot. And so when you are on antidepressants and different things, it shuts off a part of your brain. Mm -hmm. So you can't feel, therefore the intuition shuts off. Right. Yep. So I feel like, you know, I was, and then in my twenties, I got off of it, then started the spiritual or this personal growth, you know, journey. And then I was married and I feel like in my marriage, a lot of that was shut off too, because I would get these inspirations or these things and, you know, the person I was with was like, oh, no, that's, that's, you shouldn't be feeling that. That's not right. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I just sh kept shutting it off, shutting it off. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then ever since I got divorced, I've turned that back on and they've been coming in little things. The spiritual awakening, I think comes, comes and goes and it's, it's a process, right? But there's a moment for me and it was this year, um, in, was it probably March? Um, I opened my heart up to a man. And, you know, when we open our hearts up, it allows the divine to come in. That is source. Mm -hmm. That's where we receive inspiration. Yeah. So a lot of people go into life with walls up. I'm going to be fucking tough. I'm not going to let anybody in. And what happens is, is the divine, like you're not able to receive as much flow and, and, and inspiration when you have that closed off. You yeah. can get it in little bits, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happened is, is as I opened my heart up to this person, I ended up getting it shattered. And I had two choices. You can be in this heartbreak or you can do something about it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I've done so much personal growth what the fuck? What else do I do? And then I just started. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is happening? So then like, you know, I started just really being drawn to the mountains. Right. Mm -hmm. And I started just getting more in my body and started getting more into plant medicine as well. Mm -hmm. and, and playing around with that. I've done cambo and, um, psilocybin and um I have been to a ayahuasca retreat and really started accessing parts of myself that um I wasn't familiar with right so it was kind of like when you go on the spiritual awakening you that you kind of shut off the ego mm -hmm. the ego is the stories the ego is all the beliefs that we tell ourselves right and the spiritual awakening is the divine. It's being connected to self. Mm -hmm. And so something just shifted, right? Because my heart was open and, 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 and getting into a lot of plant medicines. Well, and, and real quick, I'm just yeah. going to stop you here. But mm -hmm. when you went through that heartbreak, you know, it's just not like to me, it seemed like you went through like a heartbreak. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, he's kind of a dude. She doesn't like me. It was like you opened your heart completely. You allowed him to basically hold your heart, right? And then he shattered it. Then you weren't, it's to me, it seemed like you had an all-time low. Mm -hmm. And I think 
the irony and the beauty of when we hit rock bottom in our emotions or whatever in life that all, you know, all you can do is go up, right? We can go up. Um, I mean, obviously we have choices, but for the most part, it's, Hey, I'm already down here. I just got, now I can go up and through, through the heartache in the dark times is when you always usually find yourself and find true beauty and love, which is so interesting. So it's like, you need, need that. Like sometimes you need those dark times because something beautiful is going to come out of it. Oh yeah. You know, it's like always like the unbeaten path, right? It looks like, oh my gosh, that's sketch and roughy, roughy. I just made up a word. That's <laughs> sketch and rough. Like, but then these untamed roads usually lead to the most beautiful destinations. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And in that is you have to surrender to the darkness. Mm-hmm. You have to surrender to it all because that's when the transformation happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I did that. I had a surrender. I chose to surrender to it. And I also disconnected from a lot of people. I was really in it. I was really in the pain. Mm -hmm. I was really in the heartache. I was in the stories and the beliefs that I taught, told myself because what happens is, is there's a trigger, right? That happens in a heartbreak. Like I'm not good enough. Um, Something is wrong with me. Nobody will ever want me. We have all these stories that play. And it's sitting with those stories and unraveling them and identifying, okay, where did that come from for me? And it was when I was four years old, when I was 18 years old, when I was 19 years old. I got some energy work done. Mm -hmm. We got to identify where it fucking started. Mm -hmm. The root. That's, That's the most important part. And so when I... So I'm glad you brought that back up because, yeah, when you do go through things and people say, oh, I'm going through heartbreak. But if you're really in this work, you're fucking diving deep Mm -hmm. and you're sitting in it. And it's not easy. It's not easy sitting in your shit. Well, and I almost feel like, too, when you get to a point, which I feel like you're getting there, if you were to happen to open your heart up to someone, which I feel like it'll be easier now, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be as hard if it doesn't work out. Right. It's because we're stronger mm-hmm. and we know ourselves and we know what we're capable of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just a beautiful reminder that never close your heart off. Yeah. Keep it open because there's no guarantees with anything. Mm-hmm. It's just you get to choose into the moment, choose into the relationship now. And then if your heart shatters, your heart shatters and then you deal with it then. Well, I I switched my mentality to. Hey, I ha- there's a reason why I'm in this in this relationship. There's something beautiful happening here, whether even it may even seem toxic, right? But hey, we're going to learn lessons from this Mm -hmm. or he needs this. I need this. Like if you, if you step out of it almost and see it as a bigger perspective and it's like, oh, wow, this is just me. This is growth. I'm recognizing that this is growth and not all growth is pleasant. Usually it's not actually. Mm -hmm. I always like to compare it to growing pains, right? They're a bitch Mm -hmm. and they hurt. (laughs) True. But then it's like the next day, holy fuck, I'm taller. I mean, it didn't really happen yeah. to me very much, but you know, yeah. you get something beautiful out of it. And I think if you can look at whatever life hands you, whatever relationship you go into, it's like, okay, I am going to enjoy it for what it is. And I'm going to be present as much as possible. It's hard to be present. Um, it's, it's a practice and you really have to train your, your minds and your emotions to do it. But I'm going to be present because there's something beautiful right now. And then when that is no longer serving you or the person, then it's okay to let it go because 
it's change and change is scary. So that's another thing is like, you need to get out. Like all these things that we're, we're holding on to. It's like, oh my gosh, he left me. I'm not good enough. Uh, I, 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 like, I hate it when people do that, yeah. but I've done it. You know, I'm guilty, I'm guilty of it. But I think when we can step back and be like, okay, like I'm ready for the next chapter and not be scared of change. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You have to just step into it, mm-hmm. step into the fear, yeah. step into the change. That's the most important part. Recently, <laughs> you did ayahuasca. Yes. Oh my God. Which I'm so curious because I have, I might have one coming up. It's not a for sure thing yet. I haven't done it yet. I've done a lot of other um, plant medicines and journeys and things like that, mm-hmm. but I've never done ayahuasca and I'm so curious. I'm, I'm curious about all like the spiritual journeys, but very curious about that. So would you mind walking us through your experience and tell us what you saw, if you're okay with that? Mm, yeah. yeah. Don't hold back, girl. Yes. And you know, it's so interesting. I haven't even shared this on my podcast yet. So this oh, is good. the first time, like, you know. Everybody listen to mine first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So obviously I've been called to do IF for a while, for a few years now, since I've been single and, um, or since I've been divorced. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> same thing. It's fine. Um, okay. um, so, but I knew, I knew it just didn't end up li- like it never lined up. I'm like, what the fuck? Why isn't this lining up? Why aren't we doing this? Mm-hmm. But now I know why. Mm. Cause a lot, a lot had to happen in my life before I got to experience this. And you know, obviously going into it, you know, I always tell people that it's, you want to make sure you are doing it at a place where there is professionals, there's shamans that know what they're doing. You don't just freaking go take Aya in your living room by yourself or with yeah. random people because that would be it, really scary. It's a scary thing and it's very sacred and also know that it's, it has DMT in it and that your body produces it. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's a, you know what I mean? People yeah. get so funny about, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. but, and there's a process to it, but you know, it's a very sacred journey and, ah, man, I, um, when I went into it, um, the place we were at was absolutely beautiful. I was so open and I'm, I'm just, it was like, I'm so vulnerable. I'm ready. What was your intention? Cause I know that you should always start at have an intention. Was it just you being open and just wanting to try it? Or did you have a certain intention? You know, for me, it was just, trusting, allowing, and surrendering and seeing and embodying who I am and that power of who I am. And there was no agenda for me. So I thought we're going to get into it. Um, it was just because I even was talking to my friend before. I'm like, I need to have an intention. She's like, no, you don't just go in and feel, you know, exactly what you want to feel. There's a power in you. There's a fucking fire in you. Mm-hmm. And you go embody that and you just wait. I'm like, what? Okay. So <clears throat> I go into this experience and I have my first cup and. And this is a, a three day experience. Well, how many times, how many days? Two, two, two days. days. Uh-huh. Okay. Two days. Well, first day. First day. And we're sitting and I have my first cup and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, um, I, I thought I wasn't feeling anything. So I started fucking getting pissed. <laughs> I'm all, what the fuck am I doing here? This is pissing me off. You were like legit getting pissed. I was fucking getting pissed. Wow. I I don't think I've ever seen you mad. Mm. That would be scary. It was something in me just 
I don't know, but I'll get to what that was. Okay. But so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my God, I got to purge. Okay. And I, either you're going to shit or you're going to vomit. You're going to cry. There's, there's, could be anything could be coming out of your body and you have to just be open to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't want to. I'm like, I'm not going to purge. I don't want people to see me. I don't want people to, to know that I'm purging, that I have to shit or vomit. I'm, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Nobody's going to see me. And keep in mind, there the, the place we were at, there was like no running water, no toilets, you know, no electricity. So you're fucking in nature, man. Like you're yeah. not. <laughs> so, and that, that's a big stretch for me. <laughs> and were you around um, other people like that you didn't know? Or oh, was, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I only knew a few people. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not purging. Not. So I was, I was sitting there and then I took the other, the other drink and I even got madder and I'm like, I want to fucking go home. I don't want to fucking be here. I'm pissed. Are you thinking all this in your head? Or are you telling your, I'm in my head. your shaman? Okay. In your head. Okay. Cause every, you know, the shaman's up and people are processing in their own ways. There's purging going on. There's a lot of releasing. It was beautiful right what is the shaman doing while you guys are doing this um playing music she's singing playing music going around to certain people it kind of just yeah and they take i've heard i mean every shaman's different but i heard shamans also take it but not as much yeah so she just took a little bit yeah so anytime journeys are happening the person doing providing it right the shaman is always taking it so they can be on it with you but not as much okay because they want to make sure they're in your world right got it so anyway so finally, I'm like, all right, Micah, you better f- go purge um, because you are. it's going to go everywhere or um, you just stay in this misery, right? Like, what What are you going to choose? Like, but You felt like coming up. You needed to throw I, up, but you kept like trying to not throw. Oh, yeah, my God, that's like yeah. the worst feeling, yeah. girl. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I was just resisting. And I'm like, well, Micah, get up and freaking go. Like, just go purge. Do what you got to do. And so I surrendered in that moment. And okay. I thought, as I was purging and releasing, I thought, wow, that's what it looks like to surrender. I was fucking creating my own misery for hours. You, you didn't do this for hours. I did it for hours. So, so anyways, we take another drink. I do some hoppe. I'm just laying there. I'm crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So the next day, wait, did you see anything like visually or nothing? Mm-mm. Not, okay. Not at the, no, not at this time. So, so anyways, people after, how did it go? And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So anyways, we go to sleep, wake up a few hours later and then we're sharing. And as I process through the day, what I really got, what I really got from that experience is my fucking shadow smacked me right in the goddamn face. And everyone has a shadow. Everyone has a darkness inside. I had this fucking rage and anger that was in me that I had no fucking idea. Mm. I had been suppressing it. I think as women, we are not taught to have anger and rage. We're taught to be elegant. We're taught to be, you know, just "Mm, hold your fucking shit together, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Men, on the other hand, oh, yeah, they can fucking rage. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a norm thing. Mm-hmm. But what I got is that because I had suppressed this this anger and this rage, it was coming up. That shadow was f- smacking me in the face. M- Mama Aya was like, here, we're going to show you your shadow 
so you can release it because this is a part of yourself that keeps you from actually fucking going for what you want in life. Mm-hmm. When, Because I, I had an expectation of Aya. And when it didn't go the way I wanted it because I chose to create misery, I I chose that. I got fucking pissed. And in life, I have moments where things don't go a certain way, but inside I'm pissed. But I suppress it and suppress it and suppress it. That's what the shadow does. It's unconscious parts of ourself that we're not even fucking aware of until, until you are. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of the shadow. Everyone has different shadow sides, right? Is bringing it to the light so you can see it, so you can fucking like learn from it, right? I love hearing this side because it, it, it makes sense to me. Like mm-hmm. knowing you, the time that I've known you, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I always felt like you just, everything was perfect. Everything, my perspective of you was like, oh my gosh, she is so happy all the time. Like, what the hell? Like, I know that that's not the real <laughs> thing, but like, maybe it is like, cause I'm, I, I'm kind of the complete opposite of you. I mean, maybe not so much now, but I, I let it all out. Like the minute I feel like I'm going to throw up, like, get the fuck out of my way, hand me your bucket. I'm going in your bucket. You know what I mean? So like, it's interesting to hear that you held that back for so long. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I was unconsciously doing it in my life. Yeah. You know, and, and two, it's like when any negative emotion and and anger gets brought up, it, it's energy that wants to be moved out of your body, wants to be gone. Mm -hmm. And, and also it's like when you are in this darkness, when you're in this rage and anger, you have to surrender to it and let the light in. Because if you light without dark, it, just like, you know, you it, need it. You, need you it. have to have it. You have to experience darkness mm-hmm. in order to see the fucking light. You have to. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. And it was such a powerful experience for me because in my mind, I'm like, this isn't working. What the fuck? You know, I was getting so irritated, but it's like, oh, thanks, Aya. Like you're showing me parts of myself that I hated that I hated and I was so embarrassed of, but I feel like we all have it, but it's just identifying it yeah, and realizing it's all there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even the shaman says, you know, I want you to know once you experience that darkness, you're not going to experience it again when you do this again. Cause again, you can't experience darkness and darkness. Yeah. You're going to be experiencing something. You're talking different. about the, in the second day, in the second okay. day. So I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my God, Micah. And, and also I learned too that I hold back a lot. I hold back in taking action on things, right? For example, the purging. So how often in life do we, if we get a pull to get a drink of water, if we get a pull to, oh, we should do this or call this person or do that, we hold back. We don't ever fucking listen to that. Yeah, those are promptings. Those are fucking promptings. Mm-hmm. And it was a reminder that follow what you, whatever's going to align you and fuel your soul, just fucking do. Even if it's shitting or vomiting or calling somebody or getting a drink of water. Because in my mind, there's so many people around. I didn't want to go get up and let them see me. It was, it's so interesting because how we, it, it's interesting because how we do things in these ceremonies is how we do a lot in life. Mm-hmm. And you got to, it's fucking powerful, man. And so Anyway, so going into this next night, I was like, all right, here we go. Here we fucking go, you know. <laughs> so I, we, I take my, my uh, drink in this, in this time and, um, or the, 
take my first drink and I'm just laying there and I just experience so much joy. There's so much joy. There's people laughing. There's people dancing and moving their bodies and people were just purging. I mean, it was just this fucking the coolest experience. And I got to experience uh, my mom. My mom came through and which I have been so connected to her um, since my divorce and even more this year. And she's still alive. She's dead. Oh, she's, she passed passed on. on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, just a side note, I was raised in the LDS church, right? Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I thought if I had followed all these things that I would feel her more, she would come in my dreams and all this stuff. And I never did. Mm -hmm. Never did. And I was very, I was religious. Yeah. Like, why am I not? (sighs) But now that I've been in this spiritual frequency, I feel her more now than ever. Mm-hmm. And so having her come at the ayahuasca, ayahuasca experience was absolutely beautiful. She came through and was just like, I'm here, I'm here. And I felt so many spirit guides and angels. And I saw that they were just everywhere, everywhere. And it was so beautiful. And then all of a sudden I got this vision of this fucking wolf right in front of my face. I'm like, okay. And that's my, my animal spirit oh guide, right? Oh my gosh. And he's like, I'm here. I'm fucking here. I'm like, yes. You know, and then I had my dad, my dad's alive. He came through and a guy I dated came through and I had nothing but love and compassion for them. And that was it with that. So, you know, just with them coming in. And then all of a sudden I saw this fucking Egyptian, this Egyptian goddess right in front of my face. And I'm like, Ooh, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. When I had my past lives read to me, she brought up that I have Egyptian in my past lives. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. And she said, and this Egyptian says to me, this is fucking you. Embody this shit. This is the power you have. And I'm like, <gasps> this is that fire I was wanting to feel. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was so fucking powerful and I feel like there's so much more, but it was, it was just incredible. And, and when I needed to purge, I got up and purged. When I wanted to do hoppy, I did hoppy. And when I wanted to get up and move, I moved. And I, it was just like this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. Doing what you want, right. And not being held back just because of fear of others or what they may think of you or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You did what you wanted. I did what I wanted. That's power right there. It, it is. And even too, I had talked to my spiritual awakening coach when I had gotten home and I go, Hey, I need you to look more into this Egyptian. I go, there's something there. And I, I, I need to get clear on it. Cause I showed me her for a reason. And I want to know. She's like, okay. Let, so she tapped in, looked into it and she messages me that night and says, Oh my God, Micah. She's like, you weren't only an Egyptian goddess. You're an Egyptian goddess of Isis of, um, and you, people sought you out for medicine and healing. And I need you, you need to research it more, like mm. look more into it. And it was just a woman of power. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. Cause I feel like, you know, we all have this power within us, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes we're not, we're like, wait a minute, but what, but, but knowing that experiencing that in Aya, it's like, you can step into this and actually embody it. You know, it's like, we also say that we want to be this person and do this or whatever. And mm-hmm. we think we're playing this part, whatever, but people can fucking sense that shit. Oh yeah. Are you embodying 
who you want to be. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it's like, it's that power. It's that divine feminine goddess within me that I've embodied. And it's powerful stepping into that. It's, it's freeing stepping into that spiritual aspect of yourself and being so connected and at peace. Hmm. Right. So Becca, it seriously, it was, it was amazing. Oh, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. Awesome. It was cool. Yeah. And I just, and I think that too, the integration after is the most important part. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people think it's the actual in the experience, but it's the after that's important as well. And things continually come to me. Yeah. You know, just, we were messaging the other day and we, you got, and like you got things coming to you to reach out to me. I mm-hmm. got something come to me to reach out to you and we were so in sync. So, you know, okay, real quick. Interesting yeah. that you said a thing about the wolf. So mm-hmm. this happened yeah. last week and I don't know if this was actually the day that we connected or talked, but I actually saw um, like a vision of a wolf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I've never seen that before. I Well, growing up when I was really little, I used to have nightmares of wolves. <laughs> But that was from like, you know, the never ending story, the nothing with the green eyes, like, and so used to scare me, but I actually had a vision of a wolf. Like I see, I see lions a lot and wolves now. And so it was interesting, interesting that you said wolf. So I wonder if there's something connected, connected, like maybe we're part of a wolf pack in one of our afterlifes or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, and then another interesting thing that I just remembered, um, last night I had, Cause I was kind of, I was up like throughout the night, like I was asleep and then I was up. So I didn't get like too deep, but I got enough to where I could have some dream states uh, because I have this new kitten. <laughs> it's like a newborn baby, um, but we'll get into that in another episode. But so I was kind of up throughout the night and finally I was able to get into like a deep sleep for like an hour or so. And I was dreaming and had a, dr- it is so weird that the wolf thing that you brought up had a dream that like, it was like my past life, like I was a wolf. Mm. And what triggered it is I have this little kitten. She's like six weeks old and she's between my arms. And that triggered it. Like I was the mom and I had like four cubs. I'm not kidding you. Like it was very vivid. And I saw like how, like I was like Alaska. And then I got, uh, what are those, those spears, you know, what the hunters have Oh yeah, got me. Then I, and then I was like, he saw something in my eyes, like literally had this crazy vivid dream. And then he decided not to kill me. Mm. And my wolf pack was like, my cubs were older and they all saw this from afar. Mm. And I was the one that saved them from the hunters. But then the hunter ended up having mercy. People are just, what the fuck are you doing, Becca? (laughs) But I, but, and then I, so he, you know, took the, he got me in like my hip area and then he took the spear out and then I became like his best friend and I like as a protector of him. Mm. And it's super trippy that that's cool that I saw the wolf like a week ago. And then I had that dream, very vivid dream. And then you t- brought up wolf. I don't know. It's interesting though. Yeah. Have you looked up uh, the wolf like spiritual meaning? You no, I haven't yet. So look it up. I don't remember all the details, but they're really powerful. Like yeah. they can shift a lot of things like when they travel, like mm-hmm. shift a lot. And they have a lot of power. Yeah. And like, woof. So that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, so that's interesting. so cool. Oh, I look at all that stuff as just 
signs and messages. Like, oh, definitely. So obviously, you do too. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yes, girl. <laughs> so since this, the spiritual awakening, like how, have you, how has your life changed since that? Yeah. Are you doing anything different? Like, I know that you said you don't really probably hang out with some of the friends that you used to, which I feel like that's a common thing. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. our circle gets smaller. Mm-hmm. We get more like protective of the people that we allow in our circle. Mm-hmm. So what else? What, what, what has changed? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously it's just a feeling. It's this embodying it's of, of who I am and it's, I don't, it's just like being, it's not living in this ego mind and the story, like in this fucking zombie, right? Cause when we're in our ego, we're like kind of unconscious in a mm-hmm. way. It's just more present to life and enjoying the beauty. And even, even in my experience of, of Aya, I just actually remember this is my children kept coming to me Oh, and it was just, they just kept like, the spirits just kept telling me, like, just be with your kids. They're not going to get smaller. Just be with your children. Get on their level. And and just ever since then, it's just like just being and getting in their world and not go, go, go. And it's just experiencing life and the beauty of it. Love it. And also choosing into choosing into all my relationships and making sure it aligns with me. Right. It's just like really staying grounded in my body, going on hikes and finding whatever that is to keep me in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very beautiful experience. And even just the people that I'm attracting now. Right. Yeah. Your your vibrations are higher. Mm-hmm. You're going at a high vibrate mm-hmm. vibrational um, frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I'm like. Go good vibes only. I don't want to be, I don't want to come back down there. No, I'm good. (laughs) I've been there. I'm good. Yeah. I'll stay up here, please. Right. Yeah. So it's been, it's been great. And I still, you know, am, you know, just doing, you know, plant medicine and just whenever it's called to me. Um, because I think it's a a beautiful thing. And it's, it's interesting because I, I got a comment from somebody and they were like, oh my gosh, this scares me for you. And I'm like, but you taking all these medications and drinking alcohol and probably mixing the two as well. Like that. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm confused. <laughs> how does that scare you? Like it, it's just interesting how people's thought processes on plant medicine because it's a natural thing. Right. But yet they're okay taking all these different medications. It really is interesting. And yeah. I think it is definitely a form of brainwashing. I mean, mm-hmm especially with certain religions, you know, it, if a doctor dis- subscribes it, it's legal and you can take as many as you want. Oh, you can even overdose on them. And technically it's, I mean, it's not fine, but yeah. no one really even thinks about, it. but if you, oh my gosh, you take, if you start taking weed for like, I don't know, seizures and whatnot, like actual plant medicine to help heal your body. And it actually works without any side effects. And, but that's a no because doc, you know, I mean, it's getting a little better now, but doctors didn't, you know, subscribe that mm-hmm. now you're sinning. Yeah. It really, that blows my mind. It It is. It's so interesting too. Cause I've had, um, some people, um, some friends in my life that are like, I've been, I've been really pulled to psilocybin and I want to do it. And, 
but because they're on so much medication, they're not going to feel anything because it blocks off something in the brain, which psilocybin can access, right? Well, they actually just need to take more. So they take a higher amount depending on what medications, like let's say depression for an example, um, they would take double the dose Mm -hmm. and then they would start to get off their um, antidepressants. And, but like, yeah, they would take a very high dose at first Mm -hmm. and then they would start to wean off their depressants and then they get to the point where they're micro dosing and Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, they totally can do it. But it's, but I had a friend, he took, he took quite a bit and nothing. And I just, I just, you know, with some of my friends that have, have tried it and I said, maybe this is your body telling you that it doesn't want to be on medication anymore. Cause anytime medicine, plant medicine, you're being pulled to it. I mean, it's speaking to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. You've got to listen to it, mm-hmm. but obviously in a responsible way with, with shamans that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. resource, you know, you've got to make sure you're doing it in a safe environment with people know what they're doing, but, yeah. um, but it's just, it's really just getting in tune with your body and listening to what mm-hmm. it needs. Because mm-hmm. it's always, it's always telling us something. And so allowing yourself, you know, to get into that space, whether that's starting out with meditation and getting grounded and feeling your fucking emotions. And I want, I want to go back to when you talked about how you had this expectation of, of ayahuasca, right? You had this certain expectation. Yeah. I don't know what it, what what it was. Like maybe you're going to see like heaven and or something like yeah. this, right? I mean, yeah. usually I think that's kind of the expectations most people have. Um, well, I I recently had a um, a plant medicine journey. We'll just say that, mm-hmm. and I went into it thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to like see God. I'm going to you know do all these things, and because my other journeys have been for the most part quite pleasant I've seen beautiful things and this was something that I'd never tried before it was different unique um and I've heard great things about it and so I went into it and totally not my expectations I went into it and I I I died I I like I'm not trying to scare people but as a like an ego death but I physically felt my body dying which is the craziest thing ever. Like I felt, I don't want to say my soul, but I felt what I could describe it. And like I, everything was dark and I literally saw like fear. Like I felt it coming through my body, through my stomach out. Cause I purged like crazy. I was throwing up and I was like laying down, throwing up. I wasn't like hardly conscious. <laughs> like it was intense. And I, it was an ego death for me. It was it was getting rid of fear out of my body because that was the one thing that was holding me back from a lot of things that I do now was fear. Fear is like one of the silent killers. And that medicine knew what I needed, mm-hmm. but I thought I knew what I needed, right? I'm like, no, I'm ready. I want to go meet my <laughs> spirit guides. I want to say, hey guys, how you been? <laughs> What's it look like up there? You know, like I have all these expectations yeah. and I think it's so important. Yes. Set an intention. Right. But always be open to, Hey, whatever my body needs whatever my mind needs, my spirit needs, I'm, I'm willing to surrender that. And let's, let's, let's go through this and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I literally like yeah. threw my brains out and, <laughs> oh my and I, I, there was a point where I literally could just feel my bones. 
I didn't feel any like soul inside of me. I almost felt like maybe my soul is like hovering over me, but I didn't actually die. So I don't want people like, (laughs) it wasn't like, it was very controlled environment with the shaman and all that and, um, a safe place. But it was really interesting because afterwards I was kind of not upset, but I was like, what the hell? What the hell just happened to me? It's not that I was like, I was scared. I was never scared during this whole process. It's like, I knew what needed to be done and I knew what was coming out of me was fear. I was releasing that fear and then it was an ego death for me. Mm. And, but I was kind of disappointed because I had this expectation of like seeing God, seeing beautiful colors in heaven and all this stuff. And I was just like, it didn't really hit me until days later and how beautiful it was. And I was like bawling my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed that out of me. Like I don't fear, fear, fear anymore. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit, it sneaks in from time to time. That's why you got to keep yourself in check and keep, you know, doing your spiritual things. But for the most part, it's like, holy shit, I really needed that. I am so thankful that that came out of me. Oh yeah. Oh, it needed to. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. needed to, for you to, you know, continue on this path that you're on for you to show up fully for others. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just layers that we're shedding of ourselves, that ego that's just shedding. It's not serving us at all, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, but yeah, it is a good reminder that like, I'm pretty sure most humans have expectations for everything, whether they realize it or not. Right. Cause again, we both went in, Oh, we're going in like free, but no, finally I get to float on a cloud. (laughs) (laughs) But deep down, both of us were like, Oh fuck. You know, (laughs) what the fuck is this? I didn't sign up for this. No, (laughs) God damn it. So man, that's really cool though. But yeah. So, and you know, when you talk to other people that have done like journeys that don't really grasp, grasp the spiritual side of it, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, that was a bad journey or bad trip. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, what was bad about it? And usually after they break it down and tell me, I'm like, you really think that was bad? And I try to give them the other perspective. And I'm like, oh, I guess that is right. I, I guess that was, I did learn from that. I guess I did need to let that go. Oh, and because yeah. for me, it's like, I could have definitely said it was a bad journey, but totally opposite, a wonderful, you know, not my expectation, but it was great that I needed that, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and then the the ones that are saying it was a bad trip, it's like, okay, how often in your life are you, you know, when things happen or go a certain way, do you portray it to be what it's not? Like people, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just an interesting, it's interesting to look at how people, even myself, right? I look at things because I could have said the same thing. Like, and I did actually did mm-hmm. until like I started processing it with other people. I fucking hated it. I wanted to go home. <laughs> but really it's like, oh, it's teaching you to fucking surrender. And oh, let's not have expectations in life. And you know, mm-hmm. so it's just interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm, girl. Love it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. I think that's awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, yeah, it's been really it's been life changing. And I know, I don't know. I mean, people are going to get what they're going to get out of listening. Right. I think that people will be drawn to this who Mm -hmm. are on this path. Yeah. And just know that it is a path. It's a journey and it's doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think as people hear my Aya experience, there's is going to be completely different. Yeah. I don't think one experience will ever be the same. Mm -mm. I mean, I've heard like that one, I just told you like, Prior to that, I was hearing people like, 
afterwards getting up, hugging everybody, saying there's so much beauty in the world and da, da, da. And maybe that was people that needed to see that beauty that can't see it right now. Like they're so, it's just so different, you know, and um, it's definitely opened up a lot of doors and eyes and (laughs) everything in my mind, but it's, it's absolutely beautiful, but. Oh yeah. And and you did Cambo recently. Uh How was that? That was, um, I talked, I have a podcast done. I actually had Julie on here. She's the one that, um, administers it. Uh, combo was really, really interesting. I, I totally would do it again. Absolutely love it. Um, I still have my little burn marks. I, the freaking cute. I don't know. I'm just like, this is a cute little like (laughs) tattoo in a sense. Um, it was, it was interesting feeling it go through my body. Um, I definitely purge. I threw up a lot, but everybody's different. So some people yawn, some people shiver, shake, like there's so many forms of releasing. Um, but I was going through, and I mentioned this on my prior podcast, um, and I'm still kind of like fighting it, but it's getting so much better. But I got diagnosed with rosacea and like getting these little pustulas um, on my face. Was, I'm like 35 years old getting acne, you know, and it's like really pissed me off. But I remember Julie telling me, she's like, even during this process, you can actually control combo sometimes. You can tell it where you want it to go. I was like, go to my face, like, because it's, it's medicine like that will cure you from the inside and like tons of peptides and stuff like that. And so I'm like, go to my face. And then I could feel my face just like burning, (laughs) like in a good way. And I'm like, ah, and the next day I woke up it it looked like I didn't have one zit. And I was used to always waking up for these tiny little pus pockets on my, my cheeks, Mm -hmm. always new ones in the morning. Every morning I'd wake up, not that the next day from that. And it didn't cure it. It didn't cure it, but it was, I think it was a good jump start, almost like a detox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to go back and, and get it like a couple more times, but yeah, um, yeah it's just, oh, that's so cool. it was awesome. It was definitely experience. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I would throw up every time, like I have no clue. So I'm going to go back and try it again for yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah. I'd recommend people. Um, it's a good jump. Like it's a good detox for your body, especially if you're starting to like feel under the weather or like even a pre detox like you know flu season's coming up well if we even have flu season anymore apparently that's <laughs> gone well I mean I don't know what is it delta thing. oh delta's coming the delta virin or whatever the fuck you call it delta's coming up maybe you should you know get some pre-work done so you don't get it um Shit. if it's even right. there yeah but I mm. want to thank you so much Micah for coming yeah. on to the show I just I just enjoyed talking with you so much um you brought your water jug from, sure from Enaviv, and you're going to mm. fill it over at my house. Yes. And this is why I said, people, when you go to Enaviv, you can either get a water system um, or you can get, like Micah did, she got one of those big jugs, and she just goes to Enaviv, which is in, down in Pleasant Grove, mm-hmm. Utah, and they fill it up for free. Yeah. And then she takes it home, puts it in her kitchen, and then she has her her yummy filtered water. Yeah, it's so good. Like, you can taste the difference, right? I can totally taste the difference. Totally yeah. taste the difference. It's, it, here's the deal, too. And, like, our body is made up of 60, 60% water. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my hell, people. Why are we drinking shit water? No, <laughs> you need to drink this water. It's so good. It's insane. So, I had Trent from Enaviv. He's the owner oh, of Enaviv. Yes. Did you listen to that podcast I yet? Haven't. Okay, you have to listen to that podcast okay. because he breaks it down. Um, I think it's 
I think it's in the middle of my episodes. I can't remember the exact number, but it's, it's what's in your water. I think that's what it's titled, but he talks about, especially Utah. Cause you know, we live in Utah, but he talks about other States as well. And he can service all like all the, all the States, United States. So he has contractors that will go out and test your water. So you, it's not just to Utah people. Um, but he talked about like crazy stuff that he found. He went to like other water plants. They have labels on their water tanks. This is for drinking water, okay? The, warning, don't drink this. Like that's dripping, this other smaller tank that's dripping, slowly dripping into the tap water that is being mass produced out to the houses, the homes. He's like, I asked the person, can I take a picture of this? And he's like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. Yeah, took a picture, has the pictures. It's actually, he put the pictures in the, I need to put them, actually make them a post so people can see it. But on my Facebook, I believe, because I reshared the video, because I just put a little video clip of us talking. There's a picture of the warning labels underneath. Insane. So this is what I say, like, even if you guys don't want to go get, you know, you're like, oh, I can't afford to get a new water system. Well, first of all, they do insane franchising. Is it franchising? Mm -hmm. Franchising. Yeah. Um, Why does it sound? Franchise? No, not franchising. What's the word? Financing. Oh, financing. Oh, I was like, like, okay, that's cool. They go franchises all over. They do. They they have an amazing um, financing system too. So if you can't, like you need to make payments, it's absolutely amazing. And they are the cheapest. But I don't like to say cheap because they are the best, but they will beat anybody's water system prices. But just call them. um, Here, let me pull up their number real quick. I got to give them a shout out because they're freaking awesome. And they are a sponsor of this show. Um... I actually had a friend reach out to me and she goes, what's that water you posted? I want to get it. And I go, yep. Mention my friend Becca's name. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. And you, you like will tag me in stories sometimes and like mention Enevive. Like I, that means so much to me when you do that. Like I appreciate that so much. Oh yeah, girl. Um, and guys, if you guys are having them come out and test your water, like they come out and test for free, just know what you're drinking at least. Even if you don't take yeah. action, I, you still should know. And they won't hassle you. I promise you. It's a separate person that comes out because they have the the research side and they also have the sales side. So it's the research dudes that come out and test your water. They're there for like, I think, 12 minutes and that's it. Um, But you can give them a phone call. You call them at 801-993-0080. That's 801-993-0080. Or you can go to enevive.com. It's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. But if you decide to do that, make sure you mention my name, Becca Hayes. So not only they will hook you up, they will give you half off a chemical remover, which is saving you like, I think, $700, $800. So you're saving a lot of money, but also, you know, tell them my name so I know that they're getting their money's worth by sponsoring this show. Mm-hmm. Because if they're like, oh, Becca, you know, no one's mentioning your name. And yeah. then they're like, oh, we're going to drop the show. So I would really appreciate that if you guys can just, hey, you know, I heard it from Becca Hayes show or her Instagram Facebook, whatever, just tell them my name just so they know that they're getting their money's worth while sponsoring this show. And if you love this show and you want to continue to to go on and hear me run my mouth, definitely do that. And I would appreciate that so much. And send me an email, like after maybe you like purchase a, a water system or you meet with them, be like, hey, Becca, I meet with them or I got this. Just send me a, a email so I know what's up. And then I can tell them, you know, if they're missing that. Well, yeah. And you guys should 
like do a little video of them installing it or you drinking that would be it so and cool. tag Becca in it. And then it can outsource your people too. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all connected and we're all here to support each other. Right. So. And when you do good things, like you get it back tenfold. Yep. Exactly. I'm sorry. That's just how the universe works. So I would really appreciate that. Like just, or if you've already bought a system and you forgot to mention my name, they can make that right. They can give you that money off and then send, send me the email. It's just, it's Becca Hayes media group at gmail.com. Send me an email saying that, Hey Becca, I, I did buy a water system from Trent or, you know, I'm going to, yeah, just let me know. Or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram, just Becca Hayes. But yeah, I really appreciate that. I just want to make sure that they know that they're getting their their money's worth sponsoring this show. Awesome. I, I thought I saw a cat, but it was oh. just shadow. I was like, huh, the cat's down here. Not again. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to do a cute.